Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Funeral selfies, consenting to adventures, and tons of fascists. We're talking Rick and Morty Season 4, Episode 1, Edge of Tomorty. Rick die, Rick Pete. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh jeez! Oh jeez! Oh jeez! Oh, 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 oh shit! Oh shit! Ah, uh, shut up, Morty! Shut up, Morty! We're through a tunnel. Have, we have a we have officially went explicit within the first ten seconds. No, no, I'm so sorry. That is uh, that is Vito Scuddy. Hi, everyone. At my co-host seat, I'm your host Stephen Lemieux, talking about Rick and Morty season four. Yeah, thank after God. the long wait, it's back. Back, everybody. I originally signed up for Sliders, and they threw me on this show. Yeah, I originally signed up for His Dark Materials, which I'm going to be on anyway, so they just... I didn't hear. I just figured we needed to have an after show to discuss this show, and what better than, like, two of the most standard Rick and Morty fans you could meet... Yeah. Bearded white guys. Yeah, bearded white guy one age, and then bearded white guy the other age. Exactly. That's it. You know, we're, we're trying to find two more bearded white guys to join us to really complete the... It would be, compendium of bearded white guys who watch Rick and Morty. It would be great to get Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon on this, and then we would all just look the same. We yeah. would all just be the same person in four different We'd be places. like the 2012 <laughs> versus 2030 versions of each other. Yeah, you're definitely It'd right. It'd be amazing. We're talking about season four, episode one of Rick yeah. and Morty. We got people in the chat. Thank you guys for, for joining us. Uh, they say, I haven't been able to find this anywhere, and now I finally have. Well, this isn't the episode. This is an after show for the episode. But so now you're finally here for the after show. You can find season four, episode one on adultswim.com. Yeah, you can watch like, it for free. It's if, got like two ads. If you the can wait just watch that. has killed you. We're going to be breaking down kind of the new tech of the episode. We're introduced to a lot of cool little things that I'm sure we're going to see returns of throughout these next 12 seasons that they've been renewed for. I mean, six seasons, but the same thing. Rick and Morty forever! Uh, we're going to talk about Rick's journey this episode because we had a separate adventure, basically. I'm a new Rick now. A new Rick, hologram Rick, who has rights. Immediate death to a Rick. Immediate, yeah. almost immediate Rick death. Rick death <laughs> happened. Thank you, Jonathan. That's exactly Jonathan's having impaled. a lot of fun with the sound effects. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to talk about, of course, Morty's adventure into Akira. Yeah. Basically becoming a, a technological <laughs> anime biological blob of <laughs> absorption just so he can Giant tree. Die Giant blob with Jessica. Tree. I thought the blob tree was actually better than like what they showed in the actual Akira final scene. It was more appealing to look at the giant black rubber tree or whatever, I it guess. It did look dope, but I kinda thought like for Rick and Morty, like if you imagine if you go back to the Revengers, they have uh Sorry, not the Avengers, but they have the the whole like building built of blood and guts and oh stuff my like God. that. Yeah, and <laughs> that's kind of what I would imagine they would have gone through. Uh, go ahead and let's go ahead and get into our overall thoughts of the episode before we go off on too many tangents because this show really spells for tangents. Uh, Vito, overall thoughts on the episode? I really liked it, and I also was surprised by how much I liked it for a first episode back in a season that was like so, just made Rick and Morty blow 
way back up from what it, it re- even originally was. I thought the re-entrance back into the public eye was just what they needed. I mean, it didn't feel like it was trying too hard. It didn't feel like it was loose on any ends. It felt like it was really good. How did you feel about it? Uh, I thought it was... Way better than I expected, to be honestly. You know, you, you have a lot of stuff to deal with. Season 3, Episode 10 came out October 1st, 2017. It is now November 11th, 2019. So you have over two years since the last episode. You had all these contract negotiations going on between the seasons with like, okay, so do they want another season? Do they want five more seasons? Six more seasons? Oh, well, Adult Swim wants a lot of money, so like, what do we do on that? And then they also had to figure out what do the contracts look like if we're going to do tons of these seasons. So it looks like we finally ended up at a at a uh, completely lost it where people made- Yeah, it's just a deal. So we finally got a contract. We finally got something together for Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon to get a lot of money. That's mainly. Yeah, they, they're, they're probably getting so much money they from need this their, at this point. They need their money. They deserve their money. <laughs> They don't want to get paid in pills. Uh, but it is interesting. You did see at the very end of the episode, it said Green Portal Productions, which is obviously the yeah. new production company, instead of just being under... Uh, just the, Adult Swim and... Ex- uh, what was it? Um, House, Foundry? Foundry? Foundry yeah, like Foundry House or something. Uh, we sound like idiots. But yeah, um, <laughs> it, it's, cool that, it's cool that we have a new production company. It means the show, whether or not Adult Swim is involved, is going to continue on past the seasons it's picked up for. And I'm pretty sure that's the same production company that they are now making the new video games off of for Rick and Morty that Justin Roiland is making, um, which is the uh, one that was shown in the episode as well as other ones that he's put on Steam right now. And apparently they're all pretty good, pretty much in the same fashion of Rick and Morty. Yeah, so uh, we'll go ahead and get into it. Let's go ahead and talk about some of the new technology because we got some fun deep cut inside jokes. We got some really interesting things. Obviously the funeral selfie is fun. The funeral uh, the immediate advertisement for Instagram got yeah. me interested. Like are they actually advertising for Instagram? Did they get money for that or did they just put that in as like a part of the universe? I don't Well, basically the the majority of Rick and Morty fans have been on Instagram. Mm-hmm. This this whole 2-year period, they've been doing a lot of uh guerrilla marketing and stuff through their Instagram page. That's true. And if you do follow them, they are pretty great at it. Uh they've been posting lots of clips, lots of pictures and all sorts of things. There's been a countdown timer for the past six days. They did trivia, they did prizes, they did all sorts of stuff when they led up to Adult Swim Con. So yeah, like, Adult Swim Con I saw a lot of stuff for. Like, they've been, uh, even though they haven't really been making the show, <laughs> they've I guess, been making I mean, the show. I mean, though, it's two years, we get five episodes. Is it only five episodes? It's only five episodes. Oh, jeez, so five I weeks of episodes, and then we have no promise of when the next five are coming. I, mm, I don't know. I just have a feeling that they definitely could have been working on more, and they just haven't announced it yet. South Park has 48 hours to tape. <laughs> Rick and Morty gets two years and we get five episodes. Honestly, they're probably really good five episodes, so keep in tune while we're reviewing those all. I hope so, because this one was super solid. The next thing we get, Rick's sleep mode. I love this. It's kind of like you put your body on kind of rest mode and do whatever the hell you want in your mind. Yeah. And you have your Tesla. It's basically the Tesla autopilot for Rick. Yeah, and I can't wait until Tesla comes out with the auto mind autopilot so I can just shut off and just do whatever during the day. Uh, we have new family dynamics that we didn't have before. Obviously, the end of last season was the Rickturian candidate, so we yeah. had a lot going on. But now, they ha- Rick has to ask Morty for permission. So this is a little commentary on consent, which How is really interesting. How long do you think that that's going to last? Or do you think we'll actually see that recurring throughout the season? Because I feel as though, almost part of me wanted to believe that it was a one-trick pony, but like I feel as though they're probably going to play on that the rest of the season. I'm guessing it's going to play on it a lot. I think we're going to get a lot of... 
up-to-date kind of things. Because it doesn't feel like... I mean, they've been working on this for two years, but maybe they do actually have a tighter production schedule and they're going to go more towards South Park's way of doing things. Because this episode was fairly topical for current events... Yeah, and South Park has really not been as much. It's it hasn't really had the commentary. Like I love the commentary on consent for this. The commentary on like uh, real versus hologram, how that's mm. offensive. Like all these different terms, terminologies that you're not allowed to use nowadays. Like I think it was really poignant in that. I thought it was poignant, but I also appreciated how Justin Roiland. It didn't feel like it didn't feel like the writers' team really like took a specific side to no, like just, this is wrong, this is right, pointing it out. Whatever. Yeah, it's just like I, I liked how they kind of just pointed out here's a thing that's complicated, like the line that we both kind of loved, like when did fascism become the default? Like there's just so much in that that I thought was really funny, but also. Again, as you said, really topical. Exactly. Like, your fascism's become the default. Yeah. Like, I hey, mean, you don't agree with me? Well, you're this. Or yeah, you're but that. also, now suddenly, there's a resurgence in a lot of, like, fascist undertones to a lot of things. That, too. You're and like, it's so interesting to kind of see both of those things come up at once. I don't know. I, um, <laughs> I also thought it was really interesting to see how, in that family dynamic, like, Jerry is kind of back in the seat that he used to be. Like, somehow. I, yeah, I mean, we there's a lot that we didn't see see in between the time of season three and season four that I'm really curious as to what did they end up doing with it? What what happened in between season three and season four that Jerry's now back, they're still together, the family's kind of back in a cohesive bond-ish. I don't know. It, it but was, even Morty has his has his entire like conglomerate absolutely, too. So you're yeah. like, okay, so that's going on. And we, we wrapped that up a bit at the end where they're like, all right, so what are we going to do for the next six seasons? Well, you know, we're going to do some classic stuff. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do some adventures. Do some new stuff. Rick and Morty forever. Maybe some story arcs to go forward. Maybe they won't. Maybe yeah. we'll just chill and do nothing. I'm, I'm sure we're going to get another TV commercial episode. Probably another Rick memory or uh, Morty memory. I hope that Scramblers. they don't really go in the direction that South Park kind of has. I don't really watch a lot of South Park, but from what I know, um, a lot of their, sh- I just feel like I want a little more care in these episodes. Like, I'm I'm not amiss at the fact that these took two years to come out. One, because I don't think these five are all. And two, because I think there's a lot in store that we haven't seen yet. Because think of how detailed this episode was. And I know South Park has a lot of detail put into it and a lot of care. But I'm sure there's even a lot that, unfortunately, we're going to miss in watching it twice. I There are so many references that were just posted in secret places all over the episode that I only watched, I only noticed the second time around. Yeah, like, I think with this, it it seems like they definitely put a lot of ideas on the table right after last season, and they were already developing, like, Mm -hmm. what each episode could be, and then they've just fine-tuned it uh, to animate it when they started animating, like, six months ago. Which is very exciting. Yeah, it was great. Uh, More more, uh, technology we get. The bisecting but growing legs gun, (laughs) which is absolutely... (laughs) fucking terrifying. The look on the dude's face when he was like, wait, I'm alive. Oh, no! His, like, head starts walking away. (laughs) That's, like, terrifying. Also, I just wanted to point out the little robots that repair Repair Rick's ship ship right after he crashes. They were so cute. I love those little robot designs. They're so good. Rick getting impaled. God, we'll get to that. I was so, so much graphic, like, gore in this, and I was, I don't think, I think the last time we saw that kind of gore was at Pickle Rick. I think that was the last Possibly. time that I noticed that there was a visceral amount of gore in this Like sharing apart the rats yeah. to turn them into his Pickle Rick Absolutely. costume. Yeah, they just kind of showed all the guts of the body. Uh, we have the Mr. Meeseeks again, but of course we have now the Kirkland brand Mr. Meeseeks, which, if anyone knows what Costco <laughs> is, Costco... 
uh, in America is basically like a wholesale or like wholesale, yeah, wholesale. warehouse yeah. where you get like gigantic boxes of things. I'm surprised they didn't play the card of like it being a gigantic Kirkland Me Six, but I'm, like I'm also kind of interested to see what happens to the Kirkland Me Six, if anything at all, because he made it, he gave birth to it, and then gave it nothing. So right now, as far as we know, it's still sitting in Rick's garage, just smoking that cigarette. Right. I mean, if it's anything else, like anything Kirkland, it just won't work. Ooh, deep cuts. It's okay, Kirkland. We still buy from you. <laughs> we get grenades that pull out fragments of your DNA and liquefy you. Yeah. Was that... So, when the blue eye thing came, was that him using the power of the grenades, or was that something separate? So, the blue eye thing, which we'll, we'll get to a deep discussion on it later, is basically just an excuse to go Akira. Yeah. It, it's like the, the death crystals... And Akira gets, like, psychic powers, mm-hmm. and they slowly develop over time until he loses control over them. Yeah. So I think the eyes thing was just, like, Morty has now lost control of his psychic powers caused by his ability to foresee everything. Yeah, and I knew that that was, uh, like, we we discussed that it was in Akira reference. It was just so funny that it also kind of reminded me of Dr. Manhattan from uh, the uh, Watchmen series. I don't know why. It's just, like, the super powerful, just one being kind of in the middle of all of the military also just kind of reminded me of... Uh, Watchmen, in that case, and especially now that Watchmen is out on also HBO? Is it also HBO Watchmen? Or yeah. Is it? yeah, Watchmen's HBO. Yeah, so, uh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm getting some things messed up. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the visuals that they gave in that scene and how creative they were getting with the deaths of each particular group. Like the grenade that just threw the original bully up into the air and he was just like, oh, the air's getting pretty thin. Yeah, like, <laughs> goodbye. And then the one that just sucks them into another dimension or yeah. something. The Boggler, we have no idea what the Boggler is. Yeah, I'm... It looked like it had a face on it or something. <laughs> I, I feel like that's Chekhov's Boggler. I feel like we're going to see something with that in the next five episodes. He's going to probably come out somewhere. Or maybe it was just a reference to something that Justin was just like, alright, let's make people think on this and not pay attention I'm, to other I'm trying to figure it out because I feel like it would have been like a a toy from the 80s that they just randomly pulled out of nowhere like it did kind of look that right way. or it's just like god I, it's like the equivalent of like i hope you didn't take my bop it and he yeah. pulls out a bop it like that's what i feel like it actually was but i don't get the reference yeah so maybe i'm just not qualified to host this two white guys with beards after show here at after buzz tv guys sorry we'll get two better white guys we'll we'll try better we for need next more time. knowledgeable we need to clone ourselves make them have all of the knowledge of rick and morty and put them back in these places actually i go as far to say that next show we will not be the current Vito and Steven, we will be Steven and Vito 2. We're going to clone ourselves and put ourselves We'll actually here. be wasps. Yeah, we'll be wasps this time. White Anglo-Saxon Protestants. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the scariest thing ever. Exactly. Which, by the way, I was terrified of wasp Rick and Morty. I know that wasps are important to the environment as much as bees are, but that was terrifying to watch. That Absolutely was... terrifying. Let's go ahead and get into Morty's journey, because it yeah. leads us to wasp universe. Uh, <laughs> so basically we learn of the death crystals, which they're just like stupid-ass poachers who just treat the universe like it's their own bank, but we're different, because we're Rick and Morty, obviously. we're Rick and Morty. Uh, they basically tell you how you're going to die, but it's based on that specific moment in time of the different decisions from that point on you can make to die. This was giving me very, um, like, 
Black Mirror, but more so um, Twilight Zone kind of vibes. Very Twilight Zone vibes. And I, th- I kind of, in a way, hope that that's the direction that they're heading with more like single episode. Here was a theme. Here's a weird thing to throw into these weird characters. Let's see where they go with it because that concept of like a death crystal that felt so Twilight Zone introduced this like one thing into the universe that screws everything up. I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. I mean, it's not a far cry to jump to because we're dealing with multiple universes where everything's yeah. possible. So the Death Crystal's kind of just like, hey, look at all these different possible deaths that we could enjoy with Morty dying this season. I feel like there's something in one of those pictures that probably is going to be a throw forward into the episode. I think a lot of what we saw in those pictures are scenes from upcoming episodes. Because, yeah. like, why would they... Why would they not do that if they have the opportunity? And it didn't change throughout the episode. Yeah. The only time it changed was when the bully wanted to kill Morty, and then it and had it him, was like fifteen different, <laughs> fifteen different like bullies killing him, and like a plunger down his throat. Yeah, like, that was the one that I kept looking at. It looked like either a plunger or like a harpoon, and his mouth was like wide yeah, open. And like, it was Ugh. just ah, oh, and I was like. Okay. One's just a Thank skeleton. You, Justin. But like <laughs> it kept showing him next to the oil barrels, it kept showing him in the mm-hmm. old folks' home, and it kept showing like three different scenes that are consistent throughout the entire episode. It'd be interesting to see if they pop up throughout the season. By the way, shout out to the Margaritaville necklace and Dr. James Buffett. I don't know what that's going to have to do with anything, but I like it. She had the margarita necklace from her grandmother's funeral oh, all yeah, the, that, oh, all yeah, the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way until being an old woman and working in hospice care. She's still wearing the Margaritaville She just keeps the Margaritaville necklace. Thank God. Margaritaville is going to live on forever. So Morty was not masturbating. He actually just hit a death crystal. uh, (laughs) Did you want me to focus on that? Did you want me to get that on top of it? Yeah, I didn't want to call to it. Yeah. Uh, But Rick dies because Morty tries to activate it. And they basically follow the crystal. And we're introduced to Hologram Rick at this point. One of my favorite Ricks. Morty and Hologram Rick are kind of in the same kind of story arc this episode. So what do you think of Hologram Rick? I thought Hologram Rick was really funny because it was obvious that Rick had in mind when he created Hologram Rick. I have to make this somebody that can be tolerated by Morty so that Morty follows whatever I tell it to do. Basically. Which, it didn't work, which puts into mind for me what did Rick think was going to happen in this, or has Rick not updated this after a while? Like... I just want to know where Rick's look on Morty is at this point in the series. Because obviously their character dynamics have still pretty much stayed the same, but they're very different from the first Rick and Morty's we knew, in which Morty is a lot more nihilistic and also kind of self-serving to a point, and Rick kind of isn't used to that, I still think. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think they're similar but different. I think based on the situations they're in, they change. Like, we saw it in this episode where Morty was, like, lo- escaping towards the future he wants, but then at the end, after the credits, we get the scene where he's just like, what the fuck, and he's just already back on, like, all right, screw this, I'm back to nihilistic, cover me in fire and spiders, Morty. Yeah. So I don't know if they necessarily are growing, and I think that's what they're saying in the end of the episode, too, is that, like, you're going to see different Ricks and different Mortys, but... It's still Rick and Morty. It's still going to be the same dynamic. Because even with even with needing consent from Morty, however long that lasts, he, he's basically... It's like a, it's a slippery slope. I'm going to have to quit, start asking you to jump off the Empire State Building and see if you want to first. Yeah, and I am also curious as to like how 
we're going to see Morty react in different ways to different scenarios that are put up. Obviously, that's most of the show, but in in particular, I was so interested to see him go from this, I need to know how I die, to back to, I don't care how do I die. And it seems like Morty has gone through this thousands and thousands, I mean, Rick has gone through this thousands and thousands of times to the point where he's like, okay, just clone me, I don't care, I'll die, and then I'll get cloned and then I'll exist forever but Morty's still kind of hanging on that idea of I don't want to die so it feels like one of the biggest differences between their two between the two characters is the value of death at this point and I wonder if we're going to see any major changes on that when it comes to Morty I don't know I mean I hope we get an episode that discusses the, the Star Trek conundrum have you heard of the Star Trek no, conundrum? No I haven't so the Star Trek conundrum is basically how teleporters work is that they? Mm. It's easier to like use quantum mechanics to rip apart somebody like matter by matter and then put them back together. Yeah. So it technically it's it's not necessarily it's t- it's not necessarily teleportation. It's cloning. Yeah. So like the whole the whole theory is that in Star Trek they're not they're never actually teleporting Kirk A to place B and have it be Kirk A there. It's they're vaporizing Kirk A and they create a clone named Kirk B. <laughs> and the the real question behind it is whether or not it's the same person. If if yeah. I take an exact copy of Vito right now and kill one of you, are is that still the same you or have I actually killed you? And that that's the question it raises and this is what Rick just completely ignores. Yeah, because Rick is just Rick. His existence for him is just like any version of me is me. Whether he's a wasp or yeah. whether he's anything else. <laughs> so now, like, Morty's never, Morty's never faced that conundrum. And I'd be really interested to see... Hasn't he, though? Didn't in past seasons... Isn't this not the original Morty? Isn't that, wasn't that a big thing in season three that, he was, that the original Morty was killed off and there was a bunch of other Mortys? No, there's been tons of Mortys killed off, yeah. yes. But the one that we've gotten from this series has been the same one throughout this series. Gotcha. But when they, made, when they went Cronenberg on that planet, yeah. they went into another universe and killed themselves in that universe to replace them, that's buried right. them in the backyard. That's right. And that's how we got the Cronenberg Oh, planet. I remember that episode. Yeah, that was so, so good. <laughs> it's still the exact same Rick and Morty, and this is the Rick that is the, the Rickest Rick. The Rickest Rick. Yeah. Uh, so Morty basically is following this, this whole pathway to die with Jessica by his side, seeing this vision of just, I love you, Morty. I, I love, love you, Morty. Morty. I love you, Morty. And we get, obviously, Hologram Rick has his deal with, basically, you can't use verbs or or, or, or words that trigger him because you can't use the word real. Yeah. Uh, I just found it, it was funny the way that he reacted to it because they didn't make it too cartoonish in the fact that he was like, hey, you can't you can't use that. He was more just like kind of trying to be empathetic and being like, hey, what do you, like, you're, you're being dumb by using this. And I found that really funny. I, I also, just him creating a mob of himself to chide on Morty while they were walking down the hall, that got me. What that was, really got what me. What was the name of the hippie one? Oh my god, Bentley, I think it was. It was something along the lines. Something ridiculous. You're yeah. just like, why even that name? But it's like now you sound like they're real, Rick. You're better than that language, Morty. Like great, great one-liners. The show has not let us down with the one-liners this episode. No, there were so many. Most of my notes were actually the one-liners that they gave. Yeah, just you're not. That was the easiest way to remember what was happening. And when you die, you're not going to just be strutting into the death. Well, unless you're going to believe that Coco is a real thing. Oh yeah. Like okay, great. Which I choose not to. Got yourself in a lick of trouble. Um, why are you pretending to eat chicken? Oh, no holographic foods? Why don't we try respecting each other? <laughs> Tons of great ones. There were. One of my favorites was uh, when Rick first 
got cloned into the fascist universe and he and the other Rick from that universe was you sound like you're being a liberal with a capital Y. <laughs> I was just like, what does that even mean in this context? I don't know. That's there, the way the news goes. That is the way the news goes. Uh, so can, many Nazis in this one. Continue, so many dead Nazis now. Continuing on with Morty, Morty gets arrested because he allows himself to be arrested because the crystal obeys. And we get the judge. <laughs> What a ridiculous premise. What a ridiculous premise that she would just get that one sentence and then just move forward with it. I mean, to be fair, I guess that's like how psychology would work for the humans in Justin Roiland's mind. I will always remember our time in Peru. He loves you, little sparrow. He loves you, little sparrow. I'm coming for you, Condor. And then we find out later in the news ticker that she committed suicide. Yeah. And also, any way you pronounce Lacroix, you sound like a douche. <laughs> I'm so we were trying to find this earlier if Condor was a reference to anybody that we've already seen in Rick and Morty. I don't think it is from what I researched. I think it was just like a throwaway line kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, throwing name. But part of me as always with this series, hopes that it's not and we will get to see some reference to it. I don't know. Maybe they'll visit the afterlife or something. Maybe we'll have to deal with that at some point. Well, the, re- the real question I want to ask is, was Rick actively... Did the Death Crystal give Rick or give Morty the powers to communicate with the dead? Or was Morty just making out syllables that led him to say that sentence and that's the only <laughs> sentence that could have gotten him out of that situation? I think that is exactly it. I think he was just trying to look for the syllables that that led him to the scenario that he ultimately wanted, which fantastic job with that to the writing team. I just, the fact of him trying to go syllable for syllable to try and get there, that killed me. And the weird, like, and it took like five seconds for him to get to every part. It's ridiculous. Um, Let's go ahead and wrap it up with Morty. Morty goes Akira. He just turns into a gigantic blob thing. Yeah. And he's uh, he's saved by Wasp Rick, regular Rick, yeah. and Hologram Rick, who then becomes the Blob. But let's go ahead and jump into Rick because this is this was great. Rick's journey was. I, I'd like to believe that both storylines were pretty much equally fascinating to me in this one because it also kind of jumps back onto the train of what does cloning mean to Rick? What because he unplugged his cloning stuff back in second season, I think, where he was he was like, all right, I'm not going to do this anymore. So it just, but it defaulted back to the next universe over. Does that mean that Rick can't die at this point? I'm pretty sure that's what this means. Which is wild until he gets every Rick to shut down every single cloning facility. Rick is now immortal whether he likes it or not. But, like, he can't, like, it's just he's he is immortal because basically there's an infinite number of universes, which we've decided. So, yeah. like, he he's completely never going to die. Which is... So he just doesn't care anymore. If you, like, or he does and he just chooses not to... Dis- Think about it. Yeah, maybe he just doesn't think about it and drinks, and, I mean, that's the Rick that we all know and love. So we have Operation Phoenix is what he, what it's called within mm-hmm. the, when this the pod. Uh, throwback made me think of Bird Person. Yeah. Uh, but... R.I.P. He wakes up in this fascist utopia. <laughs> Dystopia, <laughs> yeah. not utopia. <laughs> what uh, do you think of fascist dystopian futures? Uh, Thank you for purifying China. Right? Oh my God, that picture! <laughs> just the, the the wrenches and the amount of times that he just woke up. Like I'm sure there are like fifty thousand other realities that he could have gone to, and they probably all would have had that in there. Yeah, it's just kind of like uh, what what did he say? It's like 
Quick, Morty, this Rick's a communist. He's trying to give away all of his martinis yeah, to orphan children. <laughs> and I... But it goes back to the fascist Morty still wanting to just do what a Morty normally does, which I found. Just wants to go on classic yeah. adventures. <laughs> you will do what I tell you! You will go where I want you to go! <laughs> I, I really enjoyed seeing those different realities because we're also seeing that, like, I don't know, maybe this is just eventually what happens to each of the realities, but it does bring in question, like, is this just coincidental that he ends up in that? Or are we going to see this topic brushed upon throughout the rest of the series? I mean, the real question that I had is why the hell was Revolio Clockberg Jr. in the ship with them? <laughs> like, that was just completely random. Maybe he just wanted Revolio Clockwork Jr. to be in the ship with him for those classic Rick and Morty adventures. Just ridiculous. With the me-seeks, he pops out the room. So, kill this, kill this, kill fascist. this fascist. And then they all end up dying, and as I was surprised. Go. I When I first watched the episode, I was surprised at how often Rick died in it. I didn't think that they were just going to play off his, his death just like, bam, 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 here you go. But, I don't know, maybe it's getting us used to something. I mean, I expected an entirely different episode based on it being Edge of Timorty, Rick, Die, Rick, Pete. But then once he died the first time, I kind of knew it was kind of going on. Yeah, Rick dies and but Rick repeats. Yeah. It was it was done way more cleverly than I expected it to be. Uh, the next one we get is Shrimp Rick. Shrimp Rick with with Morty that climbs just up the wall. That that also got they all me. remind me of the uh, of the Jerry Worm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I almost forgot about the Jerry Worm. They are that like pink, gross, fleshy kind of kind of texture. And unfortunately, this is also a, a fascist <laughs> utopia. With, like, the little shrimp symbol. Like, it wasn't even clever at that point. It was no. just like, alright, just take a Nazi flag, you, throw a shrimp on and it. And they had the Joseph Goebbels shrimp beat them to death <laughs> at the end. Like, <laughs> oh, no. this, like, the mustache and the glasses and everything are goddamn it. They go to the next one. It's bear fascist, bistu facetious, uh, and it's just, just, no, just slams his face himself. back into the vat. And finally, we get the most warped Reality Wasp. ever. I mean, we've gone through commercials where people are pizzas, and then they order, or the the pizzas are yeah, the, the, the pizzas beings are the people, who order people, and they eat the and people, and then the couches are the people who order pizza. Uh, yeah, it's all over the place. So Wasp Risk, and the first thing he says is, "Hail Wasp Hitler." <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like I'm. I'm just thinking with my ape brain. I'm going to say anything that gets me home. I. It was kind of touching to see that the most violent looking creature ended up being the most empathetic towards Rick and the most violent too. Though, yeah. I mean, wasps are dicks. He says something mm-hmm. like, "We eat prey alive, lay eggs in the eyeballs, and and the eggs hatch and eat the brains. When you're born that big of an asshole, the least you can do is have some empathy." Yeah. And then he invites him to eat the teacher. Yeah, Mr. Goldenfold Mr. Grub. <laughs> Just disgusting. Run, Hearing his screams the whole time. Run my babies! <laughs> Bonus! Go, 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 go. And he just eats all of them up. And then the acid as a... And, I also found it kind of funny that this was the family that was together the most that we saw. We didn't see any of the other families, but this was the one that happened to work the best. We had the nice, like, calming music. Like, it was like... I think mentioned earlier, what is this, Full House? And then that's basically the Full House family is like the damn wasp bricks. Yeah, which is interesting. Also, the the hexagons that were everywhere, the the actual hives <laughs> nests that were everywhere. Oh, that got that got me. Ooh, give me shivers. I hate that. Another great line when he was shrimp Rick is like, oh, man, what does your garage look like? Is it is it this? Like, is it a tree? No, it just kind of looks exactly <laughs> like Actually, this. it's uh, exactly this. It's kind of a mind fuck. <laughs> I, like the, I like the belief in the shrimps that, like, things that come from apes they'll all live in trees like humans are nothing (laughs) i mean i don't know why we don't live in trees we 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 should. should 
We should. I mean, you know those things called tree houses? Yeah. Way better than They're just normal houses. houses. Yeah. We should just make them normal. It's just, you don't need foundation. They can fall, though. No, they can't. Yeah, you're right. No. They're trees. We shouldn't worry about that. Oh, that was, I was like, what, did my phone just go off? Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan with the sound effects making me go crazy. Uh, so we get another uh, hologram Rick is being accused of forming sentience from Rick. And great line. What is this AI accusatory Isaac Asimov bullshit right there? Isaac Asimov. I don't actually get that reference. What so is it? Isaac Asimov wrote the rules of robotics and the rules oh. of artificial intelligence. So, uh, okay. Basically, it's like, uh, what is it? The Isaac Asimov rule of... It's like uh, you can't no, you can't harm humans yeah. and those kind of things like that. Yeah, yeah. I, so I know the rules. I just didn't know them they by were name. invented. I believe before 2001's A Space Odyssey came out, and that's why 2001's A Space Odyssey received heavily influence of what Hal did, of like not being able to harm humans, but then does and breaking the rules. Hmm. Well, it was wonderful to rules see. Rules of robotics. Yeah, I mean, Asimov died in, in the 80s, so I'm sure that he had to do a lot with... Uh, he's listed with iRobot, Bicentennial Man, Nightfall, Yeah, so the here's the three laws of robotics, guys. Yeah. One, a robot must not injure a human being or mm-hmm. through inaction allow a human being to come to harm. Two, a robot must obey the orders given to it by human beings except where such orders would conflict with the first law. And three, a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second laws. So these are the things that he said that if we ever create an AI, it needs to have these be programmed into it. Otherwise, we could all die. Kind of funny to see one of Rick's creations get too smart for him. I mean, ultimately he didn't, and ultimately he ended up dying by the hands of one of the Ricks, at least. But we saw that kind of a creation of his got out of control a little bit. Well, let's talk about it. They they take... They take Akira Morty out, and then the ferrofluid surrounds the hologram rip, makes him corporeal, yeah. and he goes insane. And this is probably one of my favorite lines of the episode, is when it's like, I thought you were proud to be a hologram. Yeah, because I fucking had, had to, to be, be one. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's really interesting uh, commentary, but I don't really want to dive deep into that, because I don't. it could have <laughs> been a throwaway line as much as it could have been Justin Roiland just putting his dick out on the table. It's also just not something that you or I are yeah, I don't think allowed I have to the talk jurisdiction about to talk about. Um, regardless, I thought it was a really interesting concept that this thing that was Morty's for a second could touch inorganic matter and and influence it in that way i mean to not to bring up star wars again but or not star wars star trek but i put on next generation last night and i watched two of my favorite episodes one is the one where they meet the borg for the first time and the other one is the sherlock holmes episode where in just like the hologram in this rick and morty episode the hologram of moriarty forms sentience because it's fighting data Wow, and the whole concept is that he that the sentient hologram wants to become corporeal, and when they tell him he can't be, he gives the ship back to them and is like, "Look, do whatever you can. I have grown past becoming this programmed villain. I am a living thing that wants to exist." Interesting. And I did not watch that episode. It was so it's so good. It's I like, wonder if that's where they got this exact kind of storyline. It honestly might be because it's like the the thing versus like what are you programmed to be and then what are your choices once you gain sentience and are that. So mm. he goes Akira. Um, obviously, the Star Trek episode ends very differently. Wasps do not sting him in the face. Unfortunately. Plant- would have been a better episode if that were the case. So they sting his eyeball, and then grubs, grubs shoot just, out of his nose, into his mouth, and then they eat his brain and explode his and head. And the face just explodes from the amount of eggs that were in there. 
Again with the gore. So much gore. Like, I mean, the first time they got away with showing Rick impaled by that stone with the just lab coat kind of covering everything, but they didn't hide anything in this one. The shot... the. The shot of just Rick laying there with his face wide open and full of just gore, and then the three of them standing behind, I don't know if that was a specific reference to any other shot, but it really, like, not to get really anime nerdy here, but it kind of reminded me of, like, Evangelion and stuff like that, where it was just this, like, monstrous being just laying there dead on the road with the three characters looking at it. I don't know. I mean, it reminded me of that, but it also reminded me of Midsummer. I've in not Mids- watched it. In Midsummer, there's, like... An old dude whose face gets bashed in in Ooh. front of everyone, and it has like the main characters in the background, like looking at it, and you see like his cracked up skull and everything. It was a pretty scene for scene, not scene for scene, but like the scene was very like shot, shot yeah, that way, very animated that way, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's our uh, that's our adventure for the day. Yeah, that's the coverage. Lost Brick to I'm the rescue. S- I'm so excited to see where this season goes. So what is the lesson? You see, there's a lesson here, but we're not the ones to figure it out. Well, luckily we have Morty, who says that I think the lesson is to not look forward to your death and to live in the moment. Well, unfortunately that's not the lesson, because Rick lived in the moment, got hit, killed by Hitler several times, so maybe you have to live in the moment and look into the future. What do you think the lesson from this episode is, Vito? I think it was pretty blatant that they were trying to show that as the lesson. It was, you can't live in the future, you can't live in the moment, you gotta keep both in mind, and nothing will work out the way you want it to anyway, so you just gotta go with the punches. There you go. And also, no more anime stuff. Yeah, no more anime. Don't do not do that Akira stuff. You can't turn Morty into Akira. <laughs> I don't want to see any more anime in my house. So, now we learned what season four will be. They have their... End of season. Was it last season where they did the? That was the. No, that was season two. That was Szechuan. That was season two. Szechuan sauce. That's my eight season arc, Morty. That's my eight season arc. I'm gonna fucking kill you, Morty. But then they kind of did it at the end of the last season as well. But it was less like that. It was just like saying like Ah, Rick and Morty, thousand more years. Yeah, Rick and Morty, thousand more years, Morty. Rick and Morty. But this um, was kind of both Rick and Morty in the last one, so yeah, they're just playing on that. More. Morty wasn't drugged this time, but we yeah. do get a nice break in the fourth wall with Summer. Yeah. Summer talking in the background, and I I was, like, trying. I'm an idiot, because when I watched this, I rewound it, like, five times to try to hear, <laughs> to try to fucking hear what she said. Like, and I couldn't pick it out, and then I'm like, all right, fine, I'm just going to give up. And then it continues on, and Rick's like, you know, I record everything and play, I'm like... Thank God, Justin oh, Roiland. Wasted, Thank God. wasted five minutes of my life. Yeah, which is fine, but they presented it. And I kind of hope that Summer is in future like episodes as more of an advanced character. Because I thought last season really thrived because she was a part of it as well. Just give another dynamic. Just, all the characters have been yeah. used really well. Oh, um, yeah. Get married and suck each other off because that's what Rick and Morty's all about. That's the lesson. That's the lesson that we have here, folks. That's the lesson of this episode. <laughs> I feel like a lot of our comments are going to be just that yeah. on the YouTube video. Uh, I lo- The after credit scene for this episode made it for me. I liked the episode regardless. I think it was you actually hyped it up a little for me. Really? And so when I saw it, I was like, that's pretty funny. But it wasn't like, I mean, 
I almost would have been left wondering, like, what would have happened at the end of this, but the fact that he just kind of went back to nihilist Morty, like, do whatever, throw spiders on me, throw gasoline on me, let's just go. Well, that's not what I find funny. You found the specifically the ending with her funny? with her. Fu- I think it's just specifically <laughs> funny that they're talking about career day, and she's like, my dream career... The only thing is, I want to do. Is to, ...is to literally go to hospice care and just stare at the people dying and say, I love you name on the name tag over and, and over and, and the over. fact that this entire episode was Morty trying to achieve the death of her saying I love you but it was just her fucking reading his name off yeah, a name tag. Yeah, in the tag. loneliest possible yeah, just, way. Yeah. I thought that was a brilliant swing. I dug it. It was pretty dope. I did dig it. And yeah, it was, it was a very good ending and I'm glad that it kind of brought back the Morty that we all know and love that we can continue adventures with and he's not going to be stuck on that for the rest of the season. So, 1 out of 10, what do you give this episode? God, I'd give it an 8 at least. Um, I'm not going to give it a 10 because there's no room to grow with a 10. But I think there's, of course there's room to grow. Of course I expect more out of Rick and Morty all the time. Uh, And I hope that it continues to grow and I get a 10 out of this season. I think... I'm going to stick with you, too. I think 8 out of 10. This is a really, really solid episode. It could have gone a lot worse. I, w- I had my expectations pretty low, because you never know with shows like this. They mm-hmm. can get stupid, and they can just try to rehash old jokes. Yeah. And, you know, they have rehashed old jokes in previous episodes. At least they call themselves out for rehashing the old jokes. Yeah, and they still work. Yeah. Like, uh, Morty's Mind Bogglers is just mm. a rehashing of the TV commercials, but yeah. different. Um, we do have a special segment that Vito would love to introduce and get to. Yeah, so I'm going to take you guys real quick. We're going to talk about our Rick or Morty, Pick or Morty of the Week and Morty. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, Rick. So um, I just want to talk about what was your favorite Rick or Morty of this episode? I'm going to be... Oh, it's, it's such... It's... Were you going to make a pun there? B? Yeah. <laughs> It's I, such a toss-up between yeah. the 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 bees, the shrimp, and the hologram. But I have to go with the hologram because it like with with like the Prince holograms and like the Michael Jackson holograms that we have in now our life now. Like, would they have a personality like that if they had an AI in them? Would they be like, "I'm a freaking hologram. Like, this is what I eat." But at the same time, we're 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 dealing with weird stuff. Like, did you see that they're going to? Um, who's the actor James Dean? Oh the, yeah, they're gonna create an entire movie starring James Dean, but not real James Dean. Yeah, they're recreating him in CGI. Deep fake James Dean. Yeah. Grand Moff Tarkin James Dean is gonna star in a movie. I and that's weird. Yeah, I and, like, feel hologram ways Rick, about that. Yeah, but like, what if James Dean hologram James Dean had AI? I guess we'll have to see when they do eventually develop AI for holographic James Dean because then they're not going to hire any actors anymore. They're just going to take all the faces that they like, put them on holograms, and that's just going to be it, guys. Well, no more would, acting. Why would they hire actors? They no more acting. AI. Pay for rights to a face. Yeah. Which, how much do you think a face costs? Your face, specifically. Oh, people wouldn't pay a lot for my face. I'm a bearded white guy. Hey, they could. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by the way, I would say my favorite Rick, probably. I'm going to have to go with a Rick, because there there were a few Mortys that were introduced, but I preferred the Ricks that were introduced in this episode. Probably Wasp Rick. Wasp I just, Rick. I just thought it presented such like a different Rick than we've seen before, and I just I really enjoyed seeing this character that was so empathetic, a version of Rick that was so just like 
while he had his brutal side, it felt like the brutal animalistic or insectistic side of him outweighed the normal Rick. So he was able to give more empathy while also devouring grubs that had human faces on oh them. Oh my god, that was just, that it was, scene's great. The scream underneath it made it. I just am so, I can't imagine what it was like to be in that voice actor's room having everybody, I wonder oh, if they it's all filled, separate, it's all separate. Yeah, yeah, I guess it has to be, but it would have been funny if it was. Oh, it would have been great, but yeah, they just roll the track of him screaming underneath <laughs> everything. You're like, God. And then the music, the music's just like nice, like... Yeah, Cosby show music where you're like, well, I can't say that anymore because that's a terrifying show now. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, yeah, so what? So that was yours? yours yeah, is that, was, that was mine. Wasp Rick was my favorite. Then I'm going to go with Hologram or Rick. I Hologram think. I think and Wasp the, Rick. I think the conversation on identity is really important in today's day and age. I think you're right. And if you have any opinions about your favorite Rick and or Morty that was in this episode or in future episodes, please leave a comment below. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to discuss all of our favorite Rick and Mortys. And if you use the Rick and Morty mobile app or whatever, that, that game that was released by Justin Roiland a while ago where you can catch different Ricks, different Mortys, I'm sure they're going to release more out into that. You can talk to us about that there. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, Vito. And also, uh, you are holophobic because you chose the wasp brick. So damn right. deal with it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get into news and gossip really quick because we got about two minutes left. After TV news. Decider.com has a great comment, a uh, great, uh, great article about five things that you might have missed in this mm-hmm. episode of Rick and Morty. The first one, obviously, people were wondering who Mike Mendel was as the episode was in loving memory of Mike Mendel. He was a. Uh, producer and animator for The Simpsons as well as worked with Justin Roiland and uh, and all them on, yeah. on this show, Napoleon Dynamite, Drawn Together, The Oblongs, The Tracy Ullman Show. He was very, very well known in the industry. He also got a few Emmys, including one for the uh, Pickle Rick episode. Yeah, so definitely a sad, sad thing, but nice, uh, nice tribute to him. Absolutely. Um, all those Akira references have a surprising 2019 connection. Check it out, guys. The animation is fairly similar. And, oh, look, an ad for Justin Roiland's video game in the New York, uh, what is it called? The Times Square kind of recreation they had when they yeah. show the show Morty on the news. Moving on, we have the Joyce, The judge was voiced by Sherry Shepard. Mm-hmm. And this is just a throwback saying that she killed herself. If you didn't read the, I love le- reading the news tickers, but if you didn't, you'll see the LaCroix thing, and you'll also see the LaCroix thing, and you'll also see that the judge killed herself to try to find Condor. Mm-hmm. And then number five, I didn't notice is that Squanchers is apparently a sports team on Earth because in the bar you can see the bartender with jerseys and stuff and then in the background there is a flag flying like one of those sports flags that has a picture of Squanch and that says Squanchers. Time to get squanched. Time to get squanched. And that is all the time to get squanched we have today. Vito, where can we find you on social media? If you want to find me anywhere and throw Rick and Morty references in my face, you can find me anywhere on Instagram, on Twitter, at VScutty. That's at V-S-C-U-T-T-I. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Rick. Rick and Morty. You can follow me at Stephen Lemieux Photo on Instagram and on Stephen Lemieux on Twitter. And we will see you next time. Stephen Rick and Morty After Show. Oh, Rick and Morty After Show forever. Sliders. Forever. Sliders. Forever. This show is Sliders. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.